0: what's up guys luke here today on the podcast we've got a special guest uh, his name is Owen o'malley Owen o'malley is the owner of the investment uh, club network um, really interesting guy this is on the same theme as we've been going on lately on the shark pod about getting our money right getting our investments right all the type of stuff educating ourselves on uh, how money works and all that good stuff and this is another step along the journey and we talk about the value of um, investing as a group and club structures Um, and uh, Tony Robbins and all these types of uh, things. It's really uh, interesting conversation. If you're interested in finance, if you're interested in uh, investments, if you're interested in uh, kind of positive thinking and all that type of stuff, you'll get a lot out of this one as well. Um, So without further ado, I'll kick it over to the guys.
1: Welcome to The Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker.
0: What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod, live from Greystone Studios. We've got Mark Baker out there in Glenageary. How are you doing, Mark?
1: Good, good. Good to be here, Luke. How are yeah. you?
0: I'm very well, I'm very well, I'm about to, I hope to learn learn something today, you know. Uh, I've got Owen O'Malley uh, actually up in Donegal on the line as well. How are you doing, Owen?
2: Grand, uh, delighted to be on the podcast, thank you for hosting us. Thanks very much.
0: Um, so Owen um, is the, works in the, uh, the investment uh, network, um, uh, investment club network. Um, And it is something that has been very interesting for us for the last kind of month or so, ever since we had uh, Michael Houghton on. Um, Shout out to Michael. Uh, He was kind of a a financial freedom guy as well. He really, you know, got me and Mark thinking. Um, And then when our our old friend uh, uh, Jamie White kind of introduced us, we we knew we wanted to get you on the on the podcast as well um jamie's out there in bali well we're all i been following him on instagram i can't wait for his uh his his, his updates he's all, He's doing acro yoga out there mark you know living the dream just living fair the dream play. so fair play to jamie i uh, wish him all the best hopefully, hopefully we will gonna have a follow-up with jamie one day and see how he's getting on out there in bali um but let's have a chat about investments it's the beginning of the year um the and maybe, maybe own if you wouldn't mind giving the listeners a bit of a background of, uh, of of what you're doing, how you got into the investment game, all that type of stuff, just to give us a, a bit of a setup here.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, my background was my degree in environmental science, my background was in salmon farming. That's what took me to Donegal. So, for 12 long years, I, I grew salmon, I a pair of wellies in a scuba tank, the back of my back, and came across Tony Robbins back in 1993. Did one of his seminars in in uh, London? His first time he actually came to Europe called UPW. We did a bit of a firewalk uh, and had a bit of a blast for four days. At the very end of it, he had this big upsell where he said, "Once a year, we bring the top investors from all over the world to a central location called Hawaii, the island of the big island of Kona. So out we go, March of 1996, and we get to spend six long days, Tony Robbins long days, eight a.m. to two a.m. and back again for six long days. We got to listen to and learn from twenty-four of the wealthiest people on the planet at that time, and they were all inver- immersed in the stock market, either companies they started and then flowed in the stock exchange, or they actually just actively trade the stock market. So we learned tons over those six long days. I came back and I started to trade the stock market part-time alongside the day job, which is perfect because the stock market is open at half two to nine pm Irish time, so you've a couple of hours in the evening when you come home from work. So after about eighteen months, I was making more money selling options once a month on my shares than it was for my, my paycheck. And I was fairly well paid. I was in a North Hydro as a multinational company, so I had a company a car pension, a good salary at the time. And uh, yet I was able to have that decision, do I stay, do I leave? So I stayed for another six months to make sure it wasn't, you know, it was consistent. And after two years of trade, I was able to effectively retire and just purely by accident, most of my guys in the area, because where we live as a small community, they thought I was crazy. You know, they saw, they saw this guy running a fish ram, company car, pension, blah, blah, blah. Why is he giving this all up? And I said, well, why don't we form an investment club? It was back in the days of the punts, guys, way before the euro. And I said, we'll put 55 punts a month into the kitty each. We'll have our own bank account that belongs to all of us. We'll have our own trading account. And I'll show you how this all works. And then one investment club became two, became 10, became 100, became 1,000. We've up investment clubs in over 50 different countries now we've taught our courses in 15 different languages wow. we've written seven books translated into six different languages so that's what we do and that's the journey to where we are today it's amazing so when you
0: back back in the day when you're 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 kind of you're like you said you're in your wellies and you're a scuba tank and then like how? so in, in 1993 how are you even um getting the information with the stock market back then was there some kind of like a a a teletext style setup that you could subscribe to or how did, how did you know uh what to be investing in and stuff like that
2: well this is back in the day of the facts so after we did the Tony robbins wealth mastery course they did this service called an action fax where they sent you a fax every day with an overall summary of the stock market plus three potential plays that you could do okay so that's how we actually started our journey with this action facts. so we had our very first investment club with seven members and it used to come to me first and I would take the box of which one I think we should do and then we would daisy chain it round to everybody it used to come in at 8 a.m in the morning and then the stock market home at half two. so by half two the trader of the club got the votes and then he placed the trades. okay, interesting that was the early days.
0: And when you came you say you came across Tommy Robbins in 1993 was that from reading a book that that he had published or did you how did you find yourself in, uh, in a Tony Robbins event?
2: Yeah, I picked up his book called, his very first book called Unlimited Power. Well, his, his very, very first book was called Fit for Life, but it was co-written. But his first book written by him was called Unlimited Power. So that was how I heard about him.
0: And Mark Baker, the this has come up a lot of times with Tony Robbins stuff. I know for me, uh, Owen, I, I grew up uh, just uh, with a mom at home and uh, she was always trying to like uh, put lots of positivity uh, in there. So like every Christmas I get like Tony Robbins books <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, it's had a big impact, uh, impact on me. Um, but Mark, that's kind of a trend here with Tony Robbins. A lot of people that are out there doing things, uh, making things happen are, are kind of uh, get kicked off with Tony.
1: Yeah, I think some people, a lot of people, would roll their yeah. eyes at Tony Robbins and, and that kind of you know uh, self help stuff and and but I think he's certainly helped a lot of people. He's in the peripheral. He's kind of motivating, and then some people are like directly going to the courses, yeah. have all the books, and I I can only see him people benefiting from from his work really. So I don't I don't understand why people do the eye roll and and, yeah. and don't take it serious because. Some of the highest performers in the world are, are advocates of Tony Robbins. Absolutely.
0: So it's it's very. Yeah.
1: interesting. So Owen,
0: when you're when you went to the first one, you said it was the the firewalks and stuff like that. Was it? Uh, it was maybe the first one in Europe. Was it in a kind of a a hotel it, or what? Because what I'm picturing now, Tony Robbins, he's doing like stadium type things. He's doing big uh, arenas. What what was the what was the vibe like back then?
2: Yeah, it was reasonably sized events back then. I think maybe about a thousand people at it. And then his events we went to, um, he did this thing back then called Life, uh, University of Life. So we did a session on financial, which was a six day event. Uh, We then did um, Day with Destiny. And then we did um, Life Mastery, which was physical mastery, emotional mastery, uh, leadership, all that good stuff. But yeah, even back then he used to attract top speakers. He had Norman Schwarzkopf, who was the big general who was uh, the guy that ran the U.S. Army in in the um, Iraq War, or Kuwait War back then. So he was the guy teaching leadership. He had a guy called um, uh, Deepak Chopra was doing this kind of spiritual stuff. He Another guy called Stu Middleman, who had ran across America. He literally ran 60 miles a day for 60 straight days, ran 3,600 miles from East to West Coast of America. He was teaching physical mastery. So he was back then, he was bringing in the, some of the top guys in their game and basically teaching their strategies to us. Uh, even today, like Serena Williams, uh, Tony's personal coach, Hugh Jackman, uh, Tony's the personal coach. So all the top performers in the world today uh, use Tony one on one. They pay him a million a year to be their coach.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. It, could, it, could well, it must have
1: been a big investment at the time for you, wasn't it?
2: Massive. It was crazy. It was Back then, Back in 1995, um, it was something like 10,000 punts to buy the whole gig, the whole life mastery. So that's probably about 50,000 euros today with inflation and the, and the change of exchange. Crazy. And so I, I signed up, not knowing how the fuck I was gonna pay for it, because back then I was just paycheck to paycheck. And I came home and we had two cars. I think I had some like a Volkswagen jet at the time. And so I figured we, we, I'd sell my car and we can use the one car and that's how I actually pay for a my car for it. and it's amazing because I put it for sale and I got the exact price of the seminar, ten wow. grand. So wow. that's what did it, yeah. It was the best investment of my life, you know? Best investment.
0: okay. So that's the sometimes the these uh, uh these type of people are they're they're kinda of pushing people to invest in themselves as well. And people are kind of like a little bit shy about doing that. I know that I am sometimes, you know, if there's a course or something I think that would be um beneficial um but then it's easy to say ah oh, you know i won't see the money back from that or, or whatever um i took a, a course recently and i've been in sales for like probably like 15 years altogether um i started a door-to-door sale selling a, a aircom phone watch so if you're out there in rings end and you bought a phone watch uh, from somebody uh, 15 years ago it's probably this guy but um <laughs>
2: That's when you were in your nappies, Luke, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I was six I was
0: sixteen and uh I had an oversized suit and I used to go out when it was raining, uh, because I knew that people would feel sorry for me and maybe uh give me uh time for my elevator pitch. Um, was, uh eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So an ill fitting suit uh out there from Moore Street or whatever or equivalent. Um anyway, um uh, so my, my point was I've been in sales for a long time and I took a course, uh, I took a Sandler sales course uh, because my work were kind of putting up the money for it and it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Got loads from it um, and I've been implementing a lot of the strategies straight away. So like, I think people need to take a second look when they're uh, developing themselves.
1: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. It's the greatest. I mean, Warren Buffett says, Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world. He says, the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. And uh, I mean, I mean, that, the return on that investment has been you know, thousands fold since then. So it was a great investment.
1: And does, does Tony Robbins still do those events or what they do? He mean, does.
2: Yeah. Well, well, since COVID obviously, but yeah, I mean, he does this massive thing called with Destiny, about 6,000 people go to. In fact, if you're for the listeners and the viewers, if they go to Netflix and they type in, I'm not your guru. I've watched it. Yeah. For the first time in 40 years, Tony's let the cameras in behind the scenes of his house where he lives and how he actually runs that five day event and the meeting, team meetings he has before and during and after, so it's so phenomenal. But yeah, no, he runs those events, absolutely. People get, like, unbelievable. Like, I've watched him do interventions because not only did I attend his events initially, uh, as a kind of a give back, I staffed some of his events for free because you were getting closer to him. In fact, a good story. Back in 1996, I invited him to Ireland to speak and I said, look, you know, we'll put together a seminar for you. And he said, um, well, I'm really busy now, I'm chock-a-block, so... Uh, send your people to me, and I look after them. So in 1996, I worked with Frankie Sheen of the Pendulum Summit and we finally got uh, Tony to come to Ireland. And we had three and a half thousand people at the Pendulum Summit It was a brilliant, brilliant event. Wow, that's amazing.
0: And so, if we if you go to the the day that you say, "Okay, I'm done with the the fish. Let's cast the yes. ca- cast the net <laughs> or go cast back a little bit uh, on the on the fish part," and you're you're finished with that, what's that decision like for you? are you saying, "Okay." There's no point in me putting on the wellies anymore. What's the what's the difference? What's the uh, or or was it more that you were going after a, a, a bigger vision after the Tony Robbins uh, seminars?
2: So I guess the, I guess it starts with my dad. My dad um, always worked for himself. My dad was in construction in London. Uh, he he would have emigrated from Mayo in 1956 uh, to '76. So he worked as a self for 20 years in in London in construction. And he he often tells the story that him and his mom him and my mom his wife at the time uh, they remember walking by the Thames in the early days in 1956, and they threw their last penny into the Thames. They had nothing. They were whatever they earned that week was done, and like he he did very well there. He he sold a house again back then for over a million uh, back, which was a lot of money back in 1976, and so he always used to drum into me, listen, uh, working for yourself, working for somebody else is fine. You learn things, but don't stay there forever. You should work for yourself. So that was always drummed into me, figure out a way to work for yourself. So back in 1990, 19, uh, I joined the fish farm in 1986. And back then, it was a very progressive company. They used to give us B shares in the company. So we were making, and if you understand the way preferential shares work, you can be paid tax-free. It's a legitimate way to pay tax-free. And so I was getting big lump sums because back then we used to, grow the salmon for £3 a kilo and sell it for £5 a kilo. And it was a good profitable business. In fact, we almost flowed in the Dublin Stock Exchange. One year, we turned over £10 made £2.5 profit. And so these guys from Ernest & Young were coming up, looking at what are these guys or wellies doing, making all this money. Um, and then uh, the Norwegians who owned the company decided that we weren't going to flow in the Irish Stock Exchange. They were going to buy out the Irish shareholders. So they bought us all out. Okay. Um, and after that, it became a day job. So what, what was in my mind... My dad saying, "Look, it, you got to work for yourself." So that's what that's what got me thinking. And back then, I used to study the SME. You know, SME had a journal. Um, the Small to Medium Enterprise Board in Ireland it used to have this newsletter, and they used to describe businesses. And I saw this survey one year that said 85% of businesses start up fail in the first five years. And then they also said another interesting thing is that <clears throat> the average return or the average profit margin of a small to medium sized business in Ireland was about five percent. Then it also said that very few businesses turn over more than a million. And I was doing the math. I says, look, if, you know, if they're turning over a million, they're only making 5% profit, that's a 50 grand. And I'm making 50 grand in the, in the, um, in the fish farm. So it doesn't fucking add up. Yeah. So then I, I put that, parked that. And then when I went to Tony Robbins and he said, we're going to take these top investors in the world, who are the wealthiest people on the planet. They're going to distill their decades of knowledge uh, and, and information in days. I said, right, these guys know what they're talking about. So they said everything they said, look, at the fourth quadrant from Kiyosaki is get the money to work for you. Don't work for money, don't have a company, don't employ people, just buy shares in great companies. And another concept they said back then, which really struck home with me is back then Bill Gates was just going with Microsoft. And back then he owned a big percentage of Microsoft. And they said, look, if you buy a share of Microsoft, Bill Gates works for you because the primary responsibility of a, of executives of companies to increase shareholder value. So, if you want to employ the best and brightest minds on the planet, just buy the best companies in the world, and the CEOs of those companies work for you because they get out of bed every day to increase your shareholder value. And that was a that blew my mind. This is how you can employ the best com- people in the world.
0: That's a, an incredible way to to kind of frame that, and something I never have never come across before. But when you think about it, that's that's absolutely right. It's the it's why just before I know we're, we're like, I'd love to pick your brain on kind of a, uh, maybe some strategy or what people could be doing if they're getting started, that type of thing. But like, just from a psychology point of view, now that you've, you've set up these, uh, this huge amount of, um, of investment clubs and you've come into contact, I'm sure with, you know, a, a huge amount of people who are getting going and investing. How can people wait so long to, to have that kind of penny drop with them that, uh, Owning is better than working, <laughs> true.
2: Yeah, I think it's just through the education system. Did you press the video by mistake, or is it did you do it intentionally? No. So, sorry. you yeah, you shut down the video. Do you know is that on purpose? Uh, it, wasn't, no. it
0: wasn't on purpose. No. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Hurry up. There you go. Yeah, I can see.
2: Um, it. So, the, yeah, So the question is, why why does it take people so long for the penny to drop of, yeah. of you should be working for yourself and blah blah blah? I think it's to do with society and. and you know, I remember my son has been trading stock market since he's eight. He's out in Bulgaria. I just had a, a, a Zoom call with him before we spoke. I, my son, I told my son how to invest when he's six. He's been investing since he was eight years of age. Wow. And I remember when he was getting on the bus to go to secondary school, and I said to him, son, before you get on that bus, remember every single one of those teachers cannot teach you to become financially free because they're not financially free themselves. So from our parents to our to our teachers to even the church, there's nobody te There's nobody telling us that this thing is possible. It's just it's not in our our worldview, and so <clears> the <throat> majority of people just don't know it exists. It was it's
0: the because like, I've only really started um, investing properly as in like getting. I've always like I've been a, a bit of a, a, a saver, so all the stuff I've I've made, I've been just stacking it up um, for no reason. I'm no better off really for it, um, and just get it just gets eroded away. Uh, but the, it a year. exactly so what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do now is have a kind of a, a focus plan and I've, I'm actually I've, I'm investing uh, for the long term so I just had a baby last month and I've opened a uh, <laughs> thanks for much I opened a, an account with him kind of in mind to say okay maybe um, you know, in 20 years uh, time this will be worth a huge amount for him uh, and then he'll only be 20 and then we can kind of pass it on um, so that's kind of where my head is at but when I worked in Davie Stockbrokers I was actually in valuations so I was working with every uh, every kind of, of the, the wealthy people that they were managing their funds for um, and I would go through every investment and try to figure out how much uh, how much they, they were worth um, there wasn't much of a formula but anyway um, the, I would see the, the gains that these people were making, but it always seemed like it was out of reach. It always seemed like they'd already got there and they were just kind of sitting on it because I was in the high net uh, worth uh, section. Everyone was kind of like uh, a million and up basically the, one, the valuations that I was doing. So it it kind of looked like this is only for the rich people. Like how do I, I'm making, at the time I was probably making like 30 grand a year. How, how am I going to chop that up enough <laughs> to, to make that work? Um, but I guess it's you got to start somewhere.
2: Yeah you got to start somewhere, and, and that, that's what we've helped a lot of people over the last 20 years. Like, we've taken about 20,000 people through our education system, and we say to everybody, even today, you can join an investment club with 100 euros a month. Okay? 100 euros a month, and you're in the game. That 100 euros a month goes into the market. So, if you've got 20 people in the club, that's two grand, month one, four grand, month two. You know, after five months, it's 10 grand. After, you know, 10 months, it's 20 grand. It becomes significant. And the beauty about an investment club is you've got There's almost like three different skills you need to be successful in the market. You need to be good analytical skills. You need to be good with numbers to recognize value, read balance sheets, blah, blah, blah. You need to have good visual skills to be able to recognize charts because uh, the market moves in predictable patterns, just like human beings are predictable. Like we run seminars, and two-day seminars, or we used to before COVID. It's all online now. But on our two-day seminars, whoever sat in the same seat day one, they sat the exact same day two. That's a predictable pattern. The stock market is exactly the same. because It's just driven by human beings making decisions from fear and greed to buy and sell. And that actually has patterns. And there's a famous thing called an Elliott Wave pattern, which was discovered back in. It's based on the Fibonacci numbers, which goes back to a month 400 years ago. Uh, A mathematician discovered that there was a certain ratio that the way things evolved over time. And then this accountant called Elliott in 1925 said, oh, I wonder if that uh, apply to the stock market. So he discovered the Elliott Wave pattern. Which basically means the stock, when they go from A to B, they never go in a straight line. They go up and then they pull back a bit. Then they go up a bit and they pull back and they do that third and final roll and then the pattern changes. And so a lot of people struggle with that visually because you need visual skills. And the fourth, the third and final skill set you need to be successful in the market is to be almost like a, a chess player. You know, think of uh, the Queen's Gambit. You've got to see the next move ahead because when you're straight start you trade the stock market, you've got to know why you're doing it, you've got to know what you want from it. Like what are you going to get in the future? You need to know when to close the trade. And you need to also have a plan B because it may not move in the direction that you're anticipating. So if you've got a good analytical brain that can study the figures, a good visual brain that can see patterns and a good, if you like strategic brain, brain that casts your mind into the future, says, here's what we're going to do when it does this in the future. Those three skills, you may not have them all yourself, but in a group of 20 people, you have it. It's a very powerful team. So a third, a third, a third. About a third of the team will be visual, a third will be analytical, and a third will be able to plan ahead in the future as well. Does that make sense? That
0: yeah, makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's like a, It's more of a kind of a hive mind of everyone coming together to give what they, uh, the the best parts of them, rather than so. If someone's a great, uh, like I said, analytical person, but maybe uh, you know risk adverse, um, they can have somebody else to kind of uh, maybe soothe them a little bit. Um, how do you, so? How does so? You mentioned that uh, we've set up the. Uh, these in 50 countries. how How did you get that message out? Just out of uh, just out of curiosity, how do you grow uh, grow the network to that kind of size? What's the, what's yeah, the strategy?
2: So, so it's, again, the journey started with Tony Robbins. One of the speakers that Tony Robbins put in front of us in 1996 was, and you can look them up, Google them. They're probably all dead now, but there was a group of grannies called the Beardstown Investment Club. The Beardstown was a very small town in, in the back beyond of, um, of the USA, and these grannies, and they were literally grannies. Decided to work together and invest, and they came up with a system to score a company for quality and score a company for value. And they used to also go and interview the CEOs of the companies, like Caterpillar and Coca-Cola. They used to go and meet with the investor relations team and ask them key questions. And so they had done 34% return that year, and I think the S&P 500 had done something like 8% that year. So they'd beaten the market by three or four uh, factors, three x or four x. They said to us, "Look at." everybody's focused on the day-to-day living, and they just live from day-to-day. You've got to meet with a group, a peer group, or a mastermind group, and focus on wealth creation. And they they said, when you go back from the stemmer, form an investment club. So that's exactly what I had in mind. So after I tested myself and knew it worked, I, I approached two other people and so said, let's form an investment club. And then three became five, and five became 20. And we eventually had a full investment club. So it just grew organically. I, I've never... I've never paid money for advertising. I've been interviewed many, many times on radio, TV, um, but only people because they heard about us in different countries as we went around the world. So it just started with one investment club and then somebody in well, that one investment club said, come to Sligo. I know some people in Sligo. Then go to Longford. Then go to Cork. It spread all over Ireland and then it started going to go international. Because one guy in Cork said, I'm going to move back to Australia. He was Australian, so we went to Australia. So it's just grown by word of mouth. That's how it works. Wow.
0: And the what's it, what's it a, tip, a typical size of the club? Are they, are they uh, like professional backgrounds or is it, is it a mix between all? All very, different...
2: oh, very mixed. It's, uh, it's about 40% female, 30, 40% female. What's us say 35% female, 65% male. It's all ages, all backgrounds. It's retired black managers that want to keep their minds active. It can be, uh, it can be kids. We allow kids to be in the club and then they sign the paperwork when they're 18. So it's a whole range of backgrounds age groups they just they just have that desire to want to know how it works and can see the benefit of working as a team
0: that's interesting as well i love the that you can get kids involved as well because i mm. think i think and mark's been raising his little girls to have that kind of entrepreneurial uh, spirit they're out there selling lemonade and uh, random stuff there uh, covid kind of slowed down their uh their foot footfall mark but uh you know i, I think the the idea is uh <laughs> Or their hearts in the right place.
2: Um before COVID, um we we used to go into the transition year. So I've worked with thirteen different schools and we taught transition year students. and some of them actually put real money in the market. I remember we went over to St. Mary's College in Boncrana and Donegal and they put in something like twenty euros each into the kitty and they grew their account from five hundred dollars to twelve hundred dollars in one year. Wow. We taught them to recognise the patterns. And they buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. Okay. What, what's some of the
1: basic uh, early teachings that you'd you'd give to kids when it comes to investment?
2: The uh, people to learn to read the charts, to, to to be able to recognize the low points and the high points, and to know when to buy and when to sell. That's the first basic skill we give them. Okay. And kids' brains, because kids' brains are like they're whole brain creatures. They've got a very active left brain and right brain. And they see patterns really easy. The challenge with us, you with, with us adults is because we've got so much data dump, we become analytical, analytical, and our left brain, or visual brain, our right brain gets shut down, so we don't see the patterns. That's what happens. We get overloaded with information.
0: I think that they would have a lot less fear of failure in that way as well. Nah. If I, no, you know... No money. I think a lot of people, if they invested something or they made a few kind of trades that went against them, they would be, there'd be like a little bit of shame. They're saying like, oh, it's, it's gobshite. You know, uh, that type of thing. Yeah. But then in exactly. the end of the day, you don't risk anything you're not going to get anything yeah you
2: know? yeah and you've, you've hit the nail on the head that i mean the, if you were from another planet and you look down this planet with eight billion souls running around the planet trying to figure out how to make a living and you said well who's the richest people on this planet and then you discovered well, what do they do stock market you say well everybody must be in the stock market because it's proven over decades of time to be the most wealthiest and lucrative business on the planet why doesn't everybody not do it
1: I, I think a lot of people, well, one, it's they're not educated enough in that specific area and, and the belief isn't there. But secondly, I think people think you need a lot of money to start, you know, realistically for a beginner, how much, how, how much amount of money is a good kind of starting amount? I know you, you can't just start on a euro, better. you know, it's got to be a... a yeah,
2: hundred euros a month is perfect in an investment fund, perfect because you've leveraged, you know, it's your hundred plus the other 1900.
1: Okay. And you're learning, obviously, as you, as you go along. You're learning
2: massively along the way and, and you're learning to master your emotions because that's the big killer in the market is the emotion battle. Uh, Sir John Templeton, one of our great lecturers, he was 11th richest man at the time he, he taught at the Tony Robbins event. He said, if you can master your emotions, you will master the market. Simple as.
0: It's, it's interesting as well because since I've been trying to systematize, systematize uh, how I'm investing right now and... It, this is like the the second month where i said okay this is the amount i'm going to put in and these are the this is how i'm going to kind of weigh out the portfolio that type of thing with the uh different elements of risk and stuff like that uh and then the day came where i was supposed to send the money in um and i thought just, you know i could use that money right now you know do something like go out or something you know but uh <laughs> it, it, i did every, so i'm trying to make it just a, like a reflex so it's every 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 day and every month on this day i send it over to the the, the account and then take it from there. But um, it it you know I do I can see why people if it's not taken out immediately I think when people this is another thing maybe that people that don't work for themselves so I work for a big American uh, software company um, and I'm in their kind of stock buying uh, program as well which is great because they take it out before I get there uh, and then three or four times a year or three times a year um, they that will do a purchase and at a discount and I get that as a you know um, as a perk which is great because um, I don't even think about it it's like it doesn't exist so. Perhaps I need to set up something like that as well, where it's a kind of like a direct debit or something like that, because uh, making the decision every month is going to slow me down a little bit. It was a couple of days late, Mark. I'm not going to lie this month. Uh, I was holding on to it there.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. And that's why Investment Club works so well, because everybody sets up a direct, direct debit from a, from their personal bank account for 100 euros a month, and they kind they know they've other 19 pairs of eyes looking at them, so there's that accountability as well. So that works quite well as well cool
1: and how, how's it all now i assume there would be physical face to face meetings and stuff before covid how do, how different does it look like now
2: it's all done by zoom and you guys are welcome to to observe a club in action if you want it's all done by zoom yeah
1: okay very good and how how's that working i assume it would work fine
2: works really well it's very yeah. efficient and and we can share each other's screen and it's it's a lot more efficient than the the old round the table meetings yeah
0: okay would you so say if somebody was getting started and they uh, they didn't have access to a a, a club straight away? Um, what mm-hmm. would be the steps they would take to get started? Would you say go to a, a traditional um, uh, provider of like a wealth management? Would you go down the road of setting up an online brokerage um, account and just kind of testing it out that way? What would be the the, the first steps you take?
2: Well, by joining an investment club, they, all of that stuff is already in place. The online account is in place, the bank account, so that is all done for you. And Perfect. That by you observing that on a month-by-month month basis, you're learning how to do it for yourself. So I always think to people, the only reason you should join Investment Club is to learn how to do it for yourself. So it's like you, you then can have your own personal account and you can copy-paste what the club decisions are made. Does that make sense? Because it's like brain power between everybody.
0: It absolutely does make sense because I like I said with my first um my first purchase of stock um, with my online <laughs> online account I was like, I'm not sure if I'm even doing this right I used to work and i had exposure to the uh, to the industry had looked up a lot of uh, videos and stuff like that, but even then I was like jesus, I hope this works uh and then hit uh <laughs> hit send you know so um there is a little bit of uncertainty when you're getting going so maybe that is a a, a good place to start as well with uh with the club also it might be kind of nice mark uh just to Hang out with like-minded people and talk about cool companies and stuff. You know?
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of people might be intimidated as well to kind of take that first step. Is there like entry-level kind of information online or YouTube videos that people can have a have a have a read through first to kind of get familiarize themselves with terminology and stuff?
2: Yeah, I, I'll pop a few. I'll give, we've got we've done a few doodle videos which kind of explain the basic concepts. so I can pop them over to you to share with your community um and then if they like that they're welcome just to observe a club in action without even making a commitment so if any of your community or listeners would like to observe a club or we can even send a recording of a meeting to them um they can cool. get a, a feel for what it's like so yeah they, they're, they're welcome to observe
0: that'd be deadly i think we'd there'd be a lot of a take up on that as well um so like oh and we've talked a lot about the the entry level stuff getting people going because that i think getting the first uh first step is like it's like anything it's like even saving the well like when you start to get a little bit of momentum it's kind of like all right i've got this uh got this going i don't want to lose my winning streak here um what about what about the next level what about those people who are, have been uh diligent investors they've been getting that smp um so like the the top 500 uh, companies in america um uh, etf so like you know a, a stock a bundle of stocks um that's the the kind of standard uh, safety bet for a long time. But if they want to kind of up their game a little bit, What what was, what's the type of areas that you'd recommend for those people to kind of dig into where there's a bit of opportunity um, to, to make a higher return?
2: Well, I mean, the timing for this podcast is very good because of COVID, there's a lot of companies in the airline industry, the hotel industry, the cruise ships, the casinos, the entertainment companies, they're still on their knees. And, and will be until you know everybody gets vaccinated and everybody's confident to fly again and go to hotels again and blah, blah, blah. So for any of your listeners out there uh, and viewers, this is the time to take a real close look because things like this only happen about every decade. Every decade, you get a major major pullback in the market, so there's tremendous value in the market right now. So, yeah, take a look at, at those companies. And also, pick the best companies in those industries. Like the S&P 500... Makes, has made about 10% return a year and has done for decades. Um, but Warren Buffett, his fund has done 20%. So if you wanted to just be lazy, you could buy Warren Buffett's fund. And now you're tied into someone who consistently does 20% a year and has done for decades as well.
0: It's so, because, it, do you know what, the uh, propaganda is probably, maybe it is the right word, I'm not sure, but uh, the kind of the, the messaging out there is that, you know, the market is the market and you go, I talked to it and just because uh, I've got a uh, work pension as well. I, I met with the, the pension advisor there. And he's saying, you know, the market's the market. If you, like, if you can be guaranteed kind of like six or 7%, you know, take that and just kind of get on with your life. Like but that doesn't seem like it's, uh, you are not gonna. there's got to be a better or a faster way to do this or, you know, that give it a little bit of exposure to some sort of upside more than that. You know?
2: Yeah. So that's what I was going to lead to. So then the next best thing from doing the Warren Buffett is, look at the, look at the 500 companies the S&P 500 and then pick the best of them because if the S&P 500 if the average is doing 10% what is the top third doing what is the top 20% doing so that's the next step so typically if you uh, and we would do this you can make about 30 40% a year because now you're working with the creme to the creme, like the premier league yeah as. it's,
0: it's where the people wouldn't do like, cuz that makes when you say that to me it makes complete sense i just want to be with the uh, you know the movers and shakers within the 500 uh, companies oh, rather yeah. than just uh, the ones. I got I, So I, I put some money into a, an ETF that was like a basket of goods for disruptive um, technologies. And I went through to look through all those companies and I just saw there's huge potential for all of these companies that uh, that I was uh, going through. So I put, yeah. I put some money in that. But again, it was a little bit like, I felt it did feel like a little bit uh, more risky when I was going into it. Um, but uh, like especially i feel like i've got a few years to make some mistakes i can get it back you know um, at some stage um, so i'm trying to trying to take some risks here that's actually uh before we uh, our, uh, our last podcast me and mark kind of went through our 2021 goals um just to kind of map out what uh what we're trying to do this year and one of the one of the kind of the key concepts was that we wanted to um, ri- up risk a lot of the things we're doing Uh, Whenever, whenever we've done well, whether that's selling a property or um, just basically anything I've ever done has been, it's only the times where I've taken the biggest risks when uh, things have paid off, you know, exponentially. Um, So everything we're doing, we're going to go through, like me and Mark have an online uh, t-shirt business um, through Amazon. We want to see if we can put some money behind that for advertising or something. You know, put put some more skin in the game because we've been quite passive with the whole thing. Um, with investing, I want to invest in more, um, maybe uh, uh, you know, stocks with more upside. Uh, and even in work, I'm I'm looking to uh, do a different type of contract where there's a lot more upside, but they might uh, take a little hit on the risk there. So, I think that's that's something that people should look at as well.
2: Uh, Certainly, And then there's a whole area that people are not aware of that. Most people just buy and hold and hope they do well or buy and sell. We do this whole other thing called call options and put options. Um, So we make money four ways in the market. We make money in the upside. We make money in dividend income. We make money in call option income and put option income. And that's phenomenal. Like our returns this year, we're just going through. Our average returns for this year and you won't you won't believe this, it's like it doesn't make sense, but we've made ten percent a month this year. Why? Because off COVID the market got very volatile. When the market gets very volatile, the premiums for the options go sky high. So normally when you sell a call option on a twenty dollar stock, you make a dollar, which is about five percent a month. The same trade was making two dollars, three dollars, and in some cases, just remember when the market crashed in March and April? Yeah. In that time. We we're making four dollars twenty. So we were promising to sell a twenty-dollar call option. We we're getting four dollars and twenty for that in that month, and that's six weeks. So the volatility was uh, has has helped us do really well this year.
0: So the, the put options and the call options, they're like uh, the, the volatility is what's what's driving the value there. So you're saying, uh, yes. you know, uh, someone can buy uh, so that from you, saying, okay, this is a promise to to buy at this level. And that's what yeah. the what the uh, difference is, okay. And so, for for that type of uh, trading, that is a, a lot different than what people are kind of used to. Um, and when you talk about that, it kind of it makes me think like, okay, do I need to know a lot more about that, or in the um, in the trade or in the uh, in investment clubs, is there someone kind of centrally who is kind of giving his input on that, or does that knowledge have to be within the in the group, do you know?
2: Yeah, so again, when you observe a club's in action, you, you can look at our dashboards, which we've got a, a key performance indicator dashboard. You can see that there's call income, put income, dividend income. You can see that income has been used to buy more shares, and those shares then, in turn, collect income, so there's compound interest going on there, interest on interest. So at the club meeting, you actually see them do that. You see them selling the call option, bringing in the income. You see them selling the put option. So everything is is visible, vis- visible for you to see, and through a process of repetition, you get to know it. And then... <clears throat> In the investment club network, we run um education modules so when people have the desire and they want to learn how to do it for themselves, they can go through some education modules as well.
0: Okay, good because again, this is uh something that there's there's not a lot of information, definitely not when in school when you're uh when you're growing up. Um, which is a something that we've talked about you know ad nauseum on the on the podcast. How uh, if we were to d- design school, it would be a lot different. Um, and uh, there'd be a lot, <laughs> there'd be a lot of like even just before i don't know before you arrived i was uh, i was talk- talking to mark about a situation where if somebody had uh, some sales skills they could have been doing a lot better with their uh with with what their skill set is you know but if they can't sell it to anybody it's, no one's going to buy it you know so i think that type of mindset needs to be taught in schools as well that you know it's not a the degree actually won't do much uh for you um but they kind of sell that to you when you're in school um they give you this list. I remember getting a list, Mark. I don't know about you. I think it was in transition year. So maybe it would be it would have been great if I want not drop by. <laughs> but uh do you know when you get that list and it has kind of average salaries and then the degree that those people have. And you're like, Well, I just pick this from a menu, I'll live like this person, all I have to do is get these jump through this hoop, and then they put another hoop there. And then you say, okay, this is the last hoop, though, right? We're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to get that uh, big salary if I get this one. And then you get out of college. Then you get to a place like Davy, and they're like, oh, you know, you, you know, we can do their, your chartered exams here again. I'm like, I thought I did all these exams. What's this? This is bullshit. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So, uh, unless you get out of the, uh, that, that kind of hoop jumping, um, um yeah. nonsense, it, it, but the school kind of puts you on that, uh, path. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's like it doesn't want you to be, um, financially free and then uh, like me and mark were talking about this before uh as well uh, i've learned as well in ireland if you hold etfs every eight years it's a taxable um a taxable yeah. event Do, are the government trying to keep the people in poverty what is that about that's that's <laughs> a, i i got when i heard that uh owen i lost sleep i was so angry with mm. that, how that was set up like it, and i did the math over uh, you know, over thirty years—that's a huge amount of loss that those people have taken for themselves as well, because they've yeah. they've taken that off the table, so the compounding goes away. Anyway, yeah. that's my little rant. here.
2: no, you're right. And, and I wrote a book called "So You Want to Be Financially Free," and in the book, I said your greatest liability to become financially free is tax. And so there are various strategies to do that. Um, for anybody listening, you can set up a self retirement trust, and then you pay zero tax. You can, there's various tax varieties to efficiently trade the market as well, which which, which you can do.
0: I think I gotta look into that because-
2: uh, <laughs> I, I, trade through, I trade through a company, so I only pay 12.5% corporation tax. So I've got okay. a seven administered retirement pay, uh, Some of my money is self-administered, zero tax. Some of it's is through a company, 12.5% tax. Some of it's through an investment club and some of it's through individuals. So they all have different implications, different liquidity um, opportunities and different tax rates so you can do a blend
0: it's got to be something that people look into because like i you know even in uh you know a, a generous sales environment if you get your big bonus 51 percent, i think uh is what we're playing really? kind of top line <laughs> so that's really? six six months of the year just goes right to the government what do you think mark yeah. i think that's
1: fair anyway yeah. i must because i'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is it
0: another
2: thing here mark and, and, and luke if you have a self retirement trust and you get that big bonus you can actually put that into your self-administered pre-tax, so you don't even pay tax on it. So it goes in pre-tax, and then while it's in there, you pay no tax on the growth.
0: I gotta get okay. Gotta get going on this mark. What do you think we're gonna? We to gonna put our heads together and fucking sort this out because uh, this, this is why we do the
1: podcast. Lately.
0: It's why we do the podcast. Open our minds and everything like that. Um, so I know uh, Owen. Uh, we've been having a chat here about uh, investment clubs, investing, getting people going, getting people started. Um, we're definitely going to, if if you would not mind, even sharing a link to people that we can we can send our audience to uh, have a look at the clubs, or uh, even a, a link to a video or something yeah. like that. I think that would be so so um, um, uh, valuable for, for them. And uh, we do, yeah.
2: yeah. So if they want to go to tiin.ie and they click on podcasts, they'll get they'll get some good um, podcasts for. Um, there's a guy with um, Dublin, no, Dublin South FM interviewed me um, about 12 times over a period of a year and a half. So that's a good resource, a okay. podcast in
0: Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes as well. We do have a bit of a yeah. tradition here, on as well on the Shark Pod. I don't know if 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 you're aware of this. We've got a bit of a, a lightning round of questions here. We try to pick our brains of the okay. of our guests to see what the story is. It's kind of Mark's party piece. He's got them lined up over there in Grace in, okay. <laughs> in Glen and in Mark, what do you think? What's what's the burning questions here this week for uh for own?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll start off nice and simple. So, what are some of the apps that you use the most? Uh, personally,
2: or for investing, is it? um either or yeah uh well we use an app called alpha plan which is one of the best uh softwares for trading the market alpha plan
1: very good yep. alpha plan um any others come to mind
2: uh let me just look at my phone and see what i use frequently um then i have a charting app called tc2000 so for charting tc2000 for trading um
0: so charity is that what
2: Charting, charting, charting. All right, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they will, they will, they would be the ones that I would use most on the on the iPhone. Perfect.
1: Okay. Yeah. What's What's the best business idea, if you've had one that that you've never acted upon?
2: Best business idea. Uh, well, the best business idea is to invest in the best businesses in the world. Period. <laughs> I've acted <to laughs> on that, so. I like it.
0: <laughs> we need to and let's get bill gates working for us He's, uh, exactly yeah. yeah we've been listening to him for lately quite a lot let's try to get some something back from uh yeah. exactly
2: yeah
1: okay so <clears throat> what time do you get up back in the morning and what time do you go to sleep
2: uh so i would typically wake up around about 7 a.m and just clear all the whatever stuff needs to be cleared. The stock market does not want to have two. So the first half of the day would be spent either. I live here beside the beach, so going for a run or for a walk. Um, half two, then the market opens. So we have some meetings with some of our teams, and then some of our clubs meet in the evening. So typically, we'd finish up about nine pm, and then I would get. I'd go to bed around twelve o'clock. Okay. Okay. Long day.
1: Um, how much money is enough money?
2: How much money is enough money? Um, Well, if you're serious and if you do the maths, to be totally, totally, totally financially free and to have no worries, you need to accumulate. Well, it depends on your return, Um, but you need to be looking at building up about a million to to be able to sit back and say, right, I can live with that now.
1: Okay. Um, Is it who you know or is it what you know? Uh,
2: When it comes to investing, it's only you in the market, so it's what you know. And your experience, when it comes to um, doing what we do, building businesses and, and encouraging investment clubs around the world, uh, it's networking, going to events, and networking. So, uh, a lot of people that I run our business around the world, I would have met them at Tony Robbins events, or Joe Dispenza, or uh, T. Harv So, definitely get out there and get get out to events to network. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um If you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be?
2: To learn how to invest.
1: <laughs> i like this it's, so.
0: it's like uh it's very it's very consistent like it so mark what do you think last two questions what's the burning ones what's on your mind what do you what do you need to know
1: okay if you could recommend one book to people what would it be
2: think and grow rich okay think that, and Grow rich yeah. is that napoleon
0: the hill. napoleon hill that was actually that was one of the uh and the very early uh, episodes of shark pod when we had very poor equipment Um uh, me and mark went through that book remember uh, Mark, Marco uh, went through that one as well. Yeah. I thought that had a big impact on me as well.
1: Very much. Yeah, the... I remember. That. I haven't read that now, but but you you did.
0: It's like it's written. It's I know it's written quite a long time ago. So if you can get past that, uh, it's just kind of the the uh, the language it, and the stuff oldie so feel about it, yeah. yeah, a bit of an oldie feel about it, but um, I listen, yeah. it's actually available on YouTube and an audiobook. Um, that's how I, I listen to it. Um, so I got a lot of that. So that's a I, I think it's a. I put that in the show notes as well. I think all the, the sharks
1: out there need to get on it. Mm-hmm. okay last one what advice would you give to the 18 year old owen
2: um start investing earlier i didn't start until i had done 12 years in the fish room so started you know, everybody should start as soon as possible because uh, mark if you understand compound interest the earlier you start the better yeah
1: yeah start yep, early makes sense.
2: start early
0: invest often Oh, uh, Namali, thank you so much for joining us today on the, the SharkPod. Really, really insightful. Uh, I really want to learn more about um, these investment clubs, um, not just because I think it, it seems like a, a great way to to learn about uh, getting a, a beyond average uh, return, but also I just like to hang out with people who are interested in the same stuff that uh, you're interested in. So after that, we'll put a lot of stuff in the show notes where people can find these types of, uh, these types of uh, clubs near them. Um, but in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us. You're very Not welcome. I'll,
2: I'll email you a few doodly videos. at the short two minute, three minute videos that they, they can take a look at as well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Thanks very much. Good. Sure.